presented by Amazon. Hey, good morning, Playbookers. I'm Rogan Munavolin. It's Monday. President Joe Biden is set to speak with Senator Jill Manchin as early as today. It's likely a make or break moment for getting Build Back Better done before Christmas. This is your Politico Playbook Daily Briefing. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has been adamant that his chamber will clear the party's $1.7 trillion social spending package before senators leave for the holidays. Yet everyone knows that's not going to happen without Joe Manchin, and Democrats are looking for some presidential arm-twisting to get him there. Here's some possible problems for Manchin's side to get this done. 1. On Friday, the CBO issued a score showing that if programs were extended for a full decade, the cost of the legislation would add about $3 trillion to the deficit. Democratic leaders have been deriding the score as fake, noting that their legislation includes sunsets on programs after a couple of years. But Manchin has called such a score the real cost of the programs, and it turns out he was the one that asked Republicans to have it commissioned all along. Senator Lindsey Graham told Fox News Sunday, and you know why I wrote a letter to CBO? Because Joe Manchin came to me and he said, I think this bill is full of gimmicks, that these programs won't go away, Lindsay. And if you score them for 10 years, I think the bill will double. Then there's inflation. It's another top of mind concern for Joe Manchin. Friday's economic data showing inflation at a near 40 year high certainly won't help matters here. Neither will a poll commissioned by the National Association of Wholesaler Distributors set to be released today. The data shared with Playbook in advance shows that nearly two-thirds of West Virginia voters think BBB will make inflation worse, and a slightly larger share think Congress should, quote, slow down and get the Build Back Better Act right. For what it's worth, Dems will be tied up for the first part of the week with the NDAA and voting to raise the debt ceiling. And full BBB text still hasn't even been released. Once it is, the parliamentarian will have to make sure it complies with the rules of reconciliation. And, oh yeah, there are still unresolved disputes over key BBB provisions, including the state and local tax deduction, paid family leave, and climate policies. All signs point to the BBB getting kicked into 2022 and Democrats pressing their luck that they can close the deal in an election year. But we'll see what Biden and Schumer have up their sleeves. CNN's Edward Isaac Dover reported Sunday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi will file to run for re-election next year and might even try to stay in leadership in 2022. The first part doesn't totally surprise us. When Paul Ryan was considering retiring, some GOP House members advised him to do the same, run again even though he had no intention of serving, and then retire after the election. Ryan declined, saying it would be dishonest, and went public with his plans to leave Washington. But Democrats on the Hill have doubted for a while that Pelosi will do the same. Announcing an early retirement might undermine her fundraising ability in a critical midterm year, or make it even more difficult to crawl the Democratic caucus as a lame duck leader. It's the part about Pelosi staying in leadership that has us puzzled. The Speaker promised 2022 would be her last year leading the caucus, and Democrats are eager for new blood. Plus, it's hard to imagine Pelosi being content as minority leader should the GOP flip the House. I know what you're going to ask, who can fill Pelosi's shoes? Well, check out today's playbook for some early speculation. Here's what's up in Washington today, starting with the White House. At 10 a.m. Eastern, President Joe Biden will receive the president's daily brief. At 11 a.m., Biden will get a briefing on the recent tornadoes. At 1.15, Biden will sign an executive order on government services. Here's what's on the vice president's calendar. At 10.20, the vice president will get a briefing on electric vehicle investments. 
At 3.30, Harris will lead a meeting of CEOs to talk about private sector investment in Central America. She's set to announce more than $540 million in commitments to invest in Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras from companies and organizations, including Care International, Pepsi, MasterCard, and Microsoft. The administration says these kinds of investments are part of a broader effort to slow immigration from the three countries. Press Secretary Jen Psaki will brief at 2 p.m. The House is out today. The January 6th committee will meet at 7 p.m. to mark up a resolution to hold Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress. The Senate will meet at 3 p.m. to take up Samantha Elliott's judicial nomination. All right, that's all I've got for you today. For more news on what's breaking in D.C. right now, subscribe to the Playbook newsletter at politico.com playbook. Our music is composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Rogan Manavall and have a great Monday. We'll see you first thing tomorrow morning. The federal minimum wage has been stuck at $7.25 an hour since 2009. In the same time, food and beverage costs have increased 18%. Transportation costs up 16%, housing costs up 23%, and medical costs up 32%. In 2018, Amazon introduced a starting wage of at least $15 an hour for all U.S. employees. A new, independent study found that Amazon's wage increase produced a 2.6% increase in the average hourly wage among other employers in the same market. Learn more at aboutamazon.com slash 15.